Prepare to be astonished. It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening, and welcome back to An Adventure in History. We're so happy that you joined us on the radio, or if you're listening to our podcast, we're happy you're here. We hope that it's on the podcast. We love our <laughs> podcast. We do, but they've they've had some, KMUN's had some changes in, in some That's true. issues, so we're not up to date on our podcast. Right, so it could be good morning, it could be a That's month right. from now. It could be. <laughs> But whenever you're listening to us, we're so happy that you are. But whatever time yes. our guest has you covered. He does. I whether know. it's morning, you need a little pick-me-up, or the evening, and you need some relaxing. <laughs> I love it. Was that a hint? That's a big tease. We have Neil Dundas here. Thank you for being here with us. Hi, everybody. So glad you're here. Um, and he even brought treats for us. You he get, did. Yeah. Donuts. I'm, I'm smelling them and resisting. Dundee's Donuts. But, but there's another half to that business, so... We'll yeah, it's, it's a bar and grill, and so we we serve a lot of uh, handmade food. It's it's uh, it's ele- elevated bar food, I would say. So. Yeah, elevated. Yeah, I like that. Okay, yeah. we're gonna get to that. So you got the tall tables. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a lot of them. <laughs> All right, so I got we the get to got the word of the day, the, the, word of the lost day. word, and this one it reminds me of um, Neil, one of his businesses. Oh. There's your hint, Homerkin. Homerkin, spell it. Many, oh, it's Homer, H-O-M-E-R-K-I-N. Many Homer-kin. a problem, oh, you oh. want to just guess. Oh, well, if you're going to give me even more of a hint. Many a problem can be solved with a Homerkin. Okay, so I believe that that is just a common sense way of doing something. Ooh, nice. Any I guesses? think it is a <clears throat> 22-ounce cerveza. Oh, He's he's got it. It's a measure of beer. Wow. So it's more wow. like it's more like the twenty two ounce. So it's the <laughs> measure. So can be solved with the measure of the cold stuff. Nice. Okay. There you go. That's excellent. All right, homework. All right, because this is gonna be a great show. We should get right to the big history highlights. These are things that happened uh, tomorrow. So as always, it could be bar trivia. It could be things to bring up as you're having your morning donut and coffee yeah uh or icebreakers all right so on this day oh wait i have one uh you have to guess the uh, date the uh, first fake fingernails are sold oh. what year oh my goodness wow um 19 oh 70 wow and how about you 1894. <laughs> <laughs> that that guess makes me laugh. I like that. Uh, I would have had no clue either. I could have gone anywhere in a century. But 1952. Oh, 52. Wow. 52, the first fingernails. Okay. Good to know. I've never, ever done fake fingernails. But my eight-year-old would love to do it. I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. I've said no so far. but Good for you. Yes. I just figured that they had wooden teeth. So oh. why wouldn't wooden they have fingernails. wooden fingernails? <laughs> True. <laughs> Little known fact about George Washington. <laughs> All right. You're going to be a good guest. I like you already. Uh, let's see. On, on this date in 1789, so November uh, 13th we're talking about, 1789, Benjamin Franklin writes, nothing is certain but death and taxes. Ooh. We like that phrase. Yes. Uh, 1851, the Denny Party lands at Elkie Point, the first settlers of what would become Seattle, Washington. Okay. And I do have to highly recommend the Seattle Underground Tour. Okay. I've done it a number of times, and I'm a big fan. 
and, and they talk about the origins of. And we have a podcast Monica. about the settling of Seattle. We do. That's yep, right. We yes, do. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1861, General George McClellan snubs President Lincoln. Ooh. And, and loyal listeners have heard me talk about McClellan before. And poor Lincoln. He's just like pulling his hair out. Like, can I get a general to do something? But uh, Lincoln made frequent evening visits to McClellan's house to discuss strategy. On November 13th, Lincoln, Seward, and Presidential Secretary John Hay stopped by to see the general. McClellan was out, so the trio waited for his return. So this is the President of the United States sitting in your entryway <laughs> waiting for you to return. He uh, comes home after about an hour, and uh, he's told that the President's waiting in the parlor for you. McClellan's heads up to his room and goes to bed. Oh, my goodness. The uh, party waits another half an hour, and then they're informed he went to bed. Wow. So Obviously had a and, different opinion. And Lincoln doesn't fire him yet. Right. <laughs> you would think that would be enough <laughs> right. right there. All right, the the patience of a saint. 1875, the National Bowling Association is organized in New York City. Ooh. 1875, I don't know if I feel like that's early or late. 1953, the uh, Indiana Textbook Commission member, an Indiana Textbook Commission member, charges that Robin Hood is a communist, and we need to ban all references. Yes. So I, you Book know, banning. I, We've had a whole discussion. I, I on looked this. this one up a little bit more. This was a woman, Mrs. Thomas J. White. So a woman who has to go by her husband's name in these references is the one that um, called for the removal of it. And it went so far um, that the governor sort of got involved. And he also had to reread Robin Hood because he didn't understand <laughs> the claim that this was a book about communism and that it was going mm. to influence the young children that read it and he was sort of like divided on whether or not it was true because it sounds like he liked the story like Mm -hmm. we all do um so many movies and stories have come from this um so you know we, we it sort of seems silly however this really was sort of the the real start of book banning in america so Mm -hmm. it had already been happening but this is when it came to public light and uh, really took um, took off, unfortunately, at that point. And it's book banning primarily in schools. So mm-hmm. libraries also are challenged with book banning as much, but schools are really, um, to current day, are the ones who have the, did, did the biggest ban. Did you see there's a school district in, um, in Florida that just banned Steve Martin, stand-up comedian, movie star Steve Martin mm-hmm. had a book. They banned it, and he, he texted out, the, good. Now people have to buy my book right. instead of just signing it up later. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, so proud. Even Amanda Gorman, her book was banned in uh, Florida public mm. schools as well. Um, you know, our poet laureate from you know young a young mm. woman and yeah. you know, wrote it when she would have been their age. But I also love, in response to the Robin Hood, the story, the Soviet Union released a statement about laughing about Robin Hood's no communist. Please. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be associated with him. Uh, let's see, uh, 1974, Karen Silkwood dies in a mysterious one-car crash. I saw that one. They should make a movie about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But our history highlight of the day, and, and I'm willing to, to have to defend this, um, 1982, Vietnam Veterans Memorial is dedicated. And the reason I think, because uh, have either of you been to it? No. Oh, it, I guess I have in Washington, Washington D.C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's incredibly powerful. And I don't. I think that created a whole new way for doing commemorative things like this. So 
Um, I just think it kind of changed the way we, we, we thought about the Vietnam War, changes the way we think about trying to commemorate different things. And if you've, if you've ever been, I mean, it's just nobody talks. They're like dead silent as they go through it. And it's names. It's all the names. It's all names. And people leave things. I mean, they're, they find like, Hey, this is my father. This is my husband, or this is my uncle, or this was my buddy. And they leave different things. And there's like a whole collection now of all the things that have been left there over 40 years. Yeah, I agree so. with you. I, I, I think that this memorial, I'm, I'm sort of divided on memorials, like statues and stuff, but <laughs> this one was different. I, I think it, I think the, what's so awe-inspiring when you go to something like that is mm-hmm. you, you just don't realize the scope and especially being from a small town, you know, and, and a lot of times I'd go, okay, Astoria is 10,000 people, roughly. You know, my whole life long, it's kind of fluctuated, but it's been around 10,000. And then all of a sudden you see... Yeah. Four you know, times that number, five oh, times that number. Yeah. How many How many did die in Vietnam? 57,000, something like that. Oh, my yes. goodness, yeah. Don't, so, don't quote me on that. Yeah, but <laughs> it's just it, it, that hits home with everybody because it's it's such a big... You know, if you're from the big city, it's... A few blocks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's if if you're going upwards, but um, from the small town, you always kind of use that as a as a measure. And when you mm-hmm. go there, and you're just wow, this is a yeah. lot of people. Yep. And to see the people interacting with it, mm-hmm. yes. And all of a sudden, you you're seeing somebody leave a teddy bear, or leave a photograph, or, or take doing, an doing etching. the etchings. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I like that part too that it's actually accessible. Yes. Mm-hmm. People can can touch it. It's not going to harm or you know degrade the integrity of it. Yeah, I finally made it back to New York like five or six years ago and saw the uh, 9-11, the mm-hmm. World Trade Centers. And I'd never been to that one, um, but kind of the same feel. Mm-hmm. But it felt a little more touristy that people are, you know, obviously have no direct connection like the Vietnam, but more doing selfies and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and maybe if I'd gone to the Vietnam in the same time period. I'd see that happening now too, yeah. but it just felt very different from my first visit to the Vietnam Memorial 30 years ago, right. or it's solemn 20 years ago, versus five years ago in 9-11, just felt very different. Yeah, I, I do, but I would be same curious. Same kind of feel overall though. So well, great. Anyway. Well, that's a good, so it sounds like we agreed. I don't agreed. know if that was a downer. Or I know, it rather. sounds like we agreed with you. Uh, so. We'll just transition right over to Neil. Terrible uh, transition. No, sorry. Well, we, <laughs> yeah. we are so glad you're joining us. So places that make Thank you me. happy instead of sad. Yes, places <laughs> that make you happy and and a lifelong Astorian. Yes. Um, so th- tell us a little bit about growing up here. What what brought your family here? Well, my mother came from Canada, so she was uh, born and raised in Lamont, Alberta, outside of Edmonton, Alberta. And back in that day, when you were becoming a nurse instead of going to school you went and worked in the hospital and you were, it was hands-on training and you, you know, changed the bedpans, you worked your way up and next thing you know, they taught you how to do the shots and they taught you how to, you know, I mean, they, you, you learned on the job. And uh, so, so she uh, basically uh, emigrated to uh, Columbia Memorial, um, came down here, worked at, I believe it was St. Mary's, the, the, mm-hmm. the larger one of the two. And, um, and she, uh, Met my father, who came from Kalama, Washington, and just a hardworking guy, and and worked in the, worked in lumber mills and all that stuff. Just just worked his way up, and and he uh, came here to work at the Astoria Plywood, mm. and bought a share in that, 
and uh, and they met and uh, I, I one of my favorite stories about my dad he's you know I would have to say more of a redneck compared to, you know, somebody coming from mm-hmm. the nursing. <laughs> and, and so she made him this angel food cake and she was so proud of it. And he, he came in and he goes, I bet you I can eat that in one bite. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and she, she looked at him and said, there's no way you could eat that in one bite. And he just took the cake and squished it into a ball. <laughs> popped it in his mouth. <laughs> and, and I, I just always love that story because, he did, you know, that, that was, that was my dad in a nutshell. He was a, a, a real, a real hardworking guy and just, you know, th- that's what created the, you know, my, my work ethic and, 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 you know, my kids have followed mine. So it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it's kind of fun. And, and, um, uh, Astoria was a great place to grow up and, uh, it's, 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 it's interesting how things have developed and how much different it is, you know, from being a, fishing lumber you know um mill town to being more of a tourist location i want to talk about growing up here but i want to go back quickly i don't know which part of that story i like best that that he mashes it and puts it all <laughs> or that she still likes him i know that. i was gonna say <laughs> she's that's, the one that like that, that's a winning strategy <laughs> there's a story yeah. you know patience perseverance yes yes <laughs> so i don't know if i like your mom or your dad more yeah <laughs> but i like both of them in that story so, yeah. so growing up, where where in Astoria, and what are your favorite, some of your favorite memories of, of things you did as a kid? Well, you know, it, it's it's funny. I was kind of an outlier because I lived across from the Crest Motel. Yeah, this this is way a little ways, and and my parents um, bought that house, and I think it was in '54. Well, they come in '54. Maybe it was '62, <laughs> but they bought this house, and and my dad never stopped working on it. He was a he he ended up going from the mills to being a just a just a, a craftsman, uh, carpenter, and he you know he he would work his he, he he was the most scheduled guy I ever saw. He would you know work for himself. He would leave the driveway at quarter till eight, and he would come back at lunchtime. He would leave again. He would come back at five o'clock almost on the button and he would you know maybe take a little little break for a minute and then he would start you'd hear him down the in the little shop like we just walked through here (laughs) and and he would be fixing something and and it was a turn of the century house uh, and it was built by there used to be a lumber mill down where the sewage treatment plant is Mm -hmm. now and and so the, the the guy actually skidded the lumber up a trail to build the house before the highway was right below it mm-hmm. and built this house up on the hill a little bit beautiful view of the river so you know i was blessed with getting up in the mornings and be able to come down wow. and look out at the beautiful columbia river and the boats and mm-hmm. and the ships you know uh and it was uh you know but i was always living on that side of town most of my friends lived on top of the hill mm-hmm. so it'd be okay well, I'm going to go see my friends. So I'd jump on my bike, you know, like on Saturday morning, and we, I would run all, you know, ride all the way up to the top of the hills and just be exhausted. <laughs> and then they'd go, hey, let's go for a bike ride. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, let me get some water first. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, one of our favorite things to do, you know, was to ride our bikes up to the column, climb the column. We'd all take our shoes off and then 
we would go to the top. One guy would run up to the top of the column, and we'd throw the shoes off and see if we could catch them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my I don't know how many times we did that, but it sure was fun because those things would really get screaming by the time you got to the bottom. You know, you'd hear them hissing, and you'd be like, oh, and running out of the way. because. It, <laughs> and then the, the fun part was you'd go from there, and you'd run all the way down past the past the old dump, CMH field now, mm-hmm. and, and, and hit 202, and then we'd have to ride back up the hill, though. You know, to finish the day. So, and then I'd ride home. Right. I'd probably have 30 miles on by the time, you know. That's amazing. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a great existence back then. You Mm -hmm. know, it was a great way to grow up and, and uh, a lot of good friends. And, uh, you know, it's still hard for me to believe I'm 57 years old and it's hard to believe I've been here, you know, in this county Mm -hmm. for most of my life. So So now I live out in, on the opposite end of Seaside. So Mm -hmm. I live eight miles from seaside up on highway 26 outside of town so oh, nice. but you don't have to ride your bike into town i don't have to but <laughs> i have thought i i have done it a few times oh. it's probably an easier but, ride uh one way lot, there's a lot more <laughs> traffic yeah now uh you know and I, it's, it's a little bit uh you know with the traffic coming into seaside you yeah. know when it is good weather you don't necessarily want to be on the yes. on a little yeah. skinny yeah. little little side of the road so, so did you so. go to aster then is that this i went to aster okay and it was k through it, it was, I was the first year that went to the middle school. Okay. So when they changed over, uh, all my, uh, I had four, uh, there was four of us, uh, siblings and they all had Mr. Hansen was the sixth grade teacher. And I was looking forward to that. But when I got to be a uh, third grader, they said, oh, well, we're going to change it and we're going to realign it and we're going to have the middle school. And so from, I went from first through fourth Okay. and I was the first year that did that. And then went up to the middle school, fifth through eighth, and then to the high school, ninth through twelfth. Okay. So one of the things that fascinates me about Astoria and Clatsop County, whenever we talk to, to people like you that grew up here, frequently here, you're still friends with a lot of the people you went to school with. Oh, yes. And and are you? And, and oh, yes. who are some of those folks? And, and why did you keep in touch with each other? Well, it's kind of funny. So a lot of us, you know, I went away, went to school, uh, went up to, I went to Mount Hood for two, and then I went to Portland State. Um, a lot of us went our different ways and then a number of us ended up in Seaside for whatever reason. Um, uh, the UDs, Darren and Mark Udy, uh, uh, Paul Teddy, uh, well, Ronnie Williams is still a, a very good friend of mine, owns Clatsop Distributing. Uh, um, and so it's, it's always amazing to me, we, you know, we'll, we'll just get together every once in a while and you know somebody will show up and then somebody else will show up and then you know we have a kind of a calling circle and we'll end up getting together and having a little happy hour here and there Mm -hmm. and and uh, it's just it's kind of heartwarming when you have that old click you know that's still 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 running and at you know 40 years 50 years later you know and and um uh but extended like i i'm i'm still friends with a lot of the kids i graduated with as far as same school year but i'm more friends with younger ones and older ones you know so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a my community kind of grew as far as as the the friendships so it's 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 a lot of fun it's good being here yeah And, Mm -hmm. and you know i i look at people nowadays and i think that's kind of one of the hardest things with kids growing up especially going through covid and everything else you know when you're when you don't have those tight knit relationships as kids, 
Yeah. You know, a lot of more of it's, you know, social media and the being tied around TV and video they're, games and all that kind get, of stuff. They're not getting on their bikes and riding up to the column yeah. together. Yep. They're not. Uh, the, the, those are the and throwing kinda, shoes at each other. <laughs> and and I, I, you know what? Those things will never, you know, always be part of my life. And, mm. and so it's uh, it's interesting. And, and I feel sorry for kids that don't have those opportunities anymore, you know. Yeah. And it's, you know, it just, it's just a different world. So what did you think you were going to do when you went off to college? What did you think your life was going to be like? When I when I graduated, I started working for a big company, Nabisco, that made Oreos and Wheat Thins and all that stuff. And so I, w- I, I actually started here, and I went up and down the coast. I went, well, I went to Longview. I went to, to um, St. Helens and all the way down to Lincoln City. So as a 18, 19-year-old, I was running a route, going store to store, just merchandising stores. And, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I went to my boss at the time and I said, you know, I can do a better job than these salesmen that are the next step up. And they go, well, Nabisco requires a college degree. And I said, okay. So I went to school. And as I went to school, they, they made me a salesman, you know, a, a relief salesman and on the summers. And, you know, I, I would work when I was in Portland, I would work for the company too. And I worked up, um, till I graduated and I said you know and I planned on staying with a with that company it was a, it was a pretty good company but it was going through a lot of changes being bought by KKR and all these different you know it became from being a big company to being a super big company and so I I watched in how it changed huh. and it changed the the you know they they started not caring as much about long-term people and I watched them um, early retire a gentleman that I thought was the best guy in the, you know, I really looked up to him and I, and it was like six months before I was getting out of college. And I said, do I want to give my heart to a company that's going to do that to somebody that gave 27 years of his life? And I said, no, I don't. And so I, I happened to come down to, I would come home many weekends and, um, always kind of being around the bar scene a little bit, you know. I I was out having a few beers with friends, and I met Robert Fulton. And so I uh, was talking to him one night, and he goes, hey, why don't you buy my Warrington store? And I said, I've never worked in a restaurant one day in my life. And, you know, I always, I kind of liked the grocery business. I thought, you know, I, I could own a grocery store. And... And he's, he gave me this opportunity to go out there and just, here you go, here's the keys. Go ahead and take it over. And, <laughs> and so wow. Robert's, a, 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 he was tremendous in getting a lot of people their starts. Yes. And so I was able to go to Warrington. And, but being from Astoria, going to Warrington was a tough thing. And selling to the Warrington <laughs> people, it was, you know, Warrington has changed a lot in the last few years, but... Back then, it was where, you know, all the service people were, lived. You know, it was it was a lower price. It was, you know, the demographic was lower. And so, you know, when they, people would call up, they'd say, what do you have on special? You know, and, and, and so, you know, here I was a guy that just believed in serving a quality product and doing that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know, everything's on special. You know, but, you, <laughs> but you know, you had to have stuff because, they, you know, they're going to go somewhere else. And so um, I, I, I learned... Uh, real quick that that's not exactly where I wanted to be and there was a location that came open in Cannon Beach so 
I, I was able to work a deal with Robert where I gave, uh, basically sold him back Warrington mm-hmm. and we went in partners in Cannon Beach and which was a lot of fun because I got to start seeing the tourist thing oh, because, because Warrington was all, you know, people live there, right? Mm-hmm. Very few tourists. And, and you go to Cannon Beach where you're reliant on tourists. And so I did that for, for about seven years. And then I, and then uh, a location became open in, in uh, Seaside. It was just a bar and grill and a couple people approached me about it. And I said, or it was just a bar. I mean, they didn't serve any food. It was, mm-hmm. it was a, it was kind of a, it was a hardcore tavern <laughs> basically. And, and so I, I, um, Ended up going there and and uh, starting that, I remodeled it and put a kitchen in and started you know and it, but it took a long time for it mm-hmm. to to start. I mean, a long time for me, but it, but it was like six months before I started getting people actually in eating because they're going, I'm not going to eat in that place. That place is a pit. <laughs> and once I got them in, I, I changed people's opinions and you know it it uh, I kept expanding and I expanded it from you know one fifteen foot area to a 30-foot area, to a 60-foot area, and then I added the donut shop and added 20 more feet of frontage. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, now I did that in about six years' time. Right on yeah. Broadway. Right on Broadway. And yeah. I was able to see how I, I knew I could build this location. So I ended up selling uh, Cannon Beach to uh, the uh, David Johnson, who was uh, Dwayne Johnson, was a realtor down there, and he owned the building. And so I was able to sell it to his son. So it was a nice transition for oh, me. Oh, that is nice. And uh, I've been there ever since and, and just always try to grow. I love that. I did yeah. not know the Fultano's yeah, connection yeah, with Robert. Yeah, Robert's such a such a wonderful person. And, and like I say, he's given a lot of people a lot of opportunities over the years. I mean, had thousands of employees. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. And now... You know, he sold that story to Mark Carey. Yeah. And he's a big part of the community. And yeah. Toby Harris went to Klatskanai, and, and he's an Astoria boy. And, and now he's got Scapoos and Klatskanai. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there's a uh, guy, Romine, and Canby. I know, I was going to say just, Canby even yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's uh, he's had a far-reaching effect. And mm-hmm. just, uh, like I said, a wonderful person, great heart. I love yeah. that. And uh, that's how I measure so, people is by their heart, not so, by... So what What do you think your key to success has been with these businesses? I think it's always... And what do you like about it? People. people. You know, knowing how to treat people, being fair, being being honest, being, you know, uh, I'm, I'm one of those people that believes, you know, you want people to walk in. My mother was one that, you know, after school when the kids came over, you know, there was always a snack. There was always, you know, uh, you get enough to eat. You know, and, and my dad was very frugal, but he was, he, you know, when it came to, Hey, when it's time to eat, you sit down and eat, you do that. And, and so I've always had that philosophy. I want, want to serve people, a a, a, a good product, fair price and, and make it a fun place. So when did and, your lovely wife come into the picture? You said she's, she moved here seventh grade or so. Seventh area. grade. When I was in Cannon beach, she worked at a jewelry store across the street. Oh, okay. So she would come in and, and, uh, I had a, um, it, it goes back to Coca-Cola had a, had a, a deal where they, they had these polar bears that the top would pop off and you could (laughs) refill them. And so I, I sold those and, and, and then they could come refill them anytime they wanted. So I got to see her a lot. And then, you know, so, um, she was a little younger than me and, and her mom worked at the bank. And so her mom finally said to me, why don't you ask my daughter out? And I said, (laughs) well, she's a little younger than me. And she, he, she goes, what's that matter? 
So we uh, we started dating, and uh, a year later we were married. Oh, and how long have you been married? 26 years. Oh, my goodness. I love <laughs> so, it. Yeah. I love a good, yeah. good love story. Yeah. <laughs> so what keeps you guys here, aside from the donuts and, and Dundee's Bar and Grill? Well, my wife really loves palm trees and would really love to have someplace <laughs> else to go during the during these weather weather sure. times. But uh, she... Uh, um, We've got uh, my my daughter's twenty six and and so we've been married twenty seven years. Um, <laughs> so my my daughter's twenty six. She's a nurse at at, at Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, my son is a he's a grease monkey. He loves he's always loved cars and stuff. So he, he works on uh, heavy equipment uh, for deborders diesel out in Jeffers Gardens. And then my uh, youngest is still a sixteen year old. Oh, she's okay. she'll be seventeen next or this month on the twentieth. And uh, she's a heck of a basketball player, and she goes to Astoria High School. I love it. So, so they've got a really special group of girls yeah. that are going to compete for the state. Well, so thank you so, so I much. So I hate to yeah. end on the, the stupidest question, but what's your favorite donut? Oh. <laughs> uh, probably, it's, well, it's kind of tied. Buttermilk bar, maple bar. Okay. okay. So. Excellent. Good answers. Thank you so much, and uh, go make some history. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for An Adventure in History. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.